0: Hi, folks. Welcome to the Dedicated Physiologic Podcast. My name is Nicholas Verhoeven. If you're not familiar with who I am, I am a PhD student in molecular medicine. So today I wanted to talk about a subject that I found rather interesting. I actually ran across this subject in a documentary a few years back, and uh, I didn't really think much of it, mainly because I don't. I think most documentaries. Uh, I'll be completely frank. I think that they're pretty much terrible. They seem like they're very official and that they have all these experts behind them and whatnot, but they tend to be incredibly biased. So I usually just throw them out. They're fun to watch, but I usually don't put much stock into it. But uh, this particular topic has nothing to do with nutrition. Uh, It has more to do with physiology and medicine and kind of where we're going in terms of how we can diagnose Uh, myocardial infarctions or heart attacks. So this uh, was brought up in a documentary. I don't remember the name of it. Maybe at some point I'll run across it again. But they were talking about how you can measure potentially calcium in the arteries and veins, and that would be a great indication of uh, the potential risk of cardiac Issues or really any sort of cardiac issues doesn't necessarily have to be an infarct or a heart attack. And uh, they were talking about how it's not necessarily considered mainstream at this point. But I ran across this article or this uh, study that has been looking into this now. And it turns out that there is a strong relationship and key word there that there is a strong relationship or association. This is not causative in any way, but there is a relationship between the calcium buildup in our bloodstream and uh, the risk of cardiac events or again, heart attacks or anything related to the cardiovascular system. So with higher calcium deposits, you have higher risk of heart attacks. And now what they're trying to develop is the system by which it's called a coronary artery calcium scan, a CAC scan. I don't know if that's how they wanted to abbreviate it and how they want it to be said, but I like saying it like that, so the CAC scan, uh, not CAT, but CAC, C A C scan, uh, is actually not very sensitive. And to think that a, a measuring unit that could save a person's life is not sensitive most people would say most clinicians would say that's a bad thing but in this case it turns out that it might actually be a beneficial uh, aspect of this CAC scan not that they probably wouldn't want it to be more specific but or more sensitive but it's essentially uh, almost like a binary system you either have high calcium deposits or you don't have high calcium deposits and If the CAC scan doesn't pick up anything, then you have a lower risk of cardiac events. And if it does pick up something, then it's already saying it's not like you have to measure. It's not like you have to say, oh, well, do you have low levels? Do you have, you know, a moderate amount? Like it is high levels. If if it activates, if there's something to be seen there, then you have high levels of this calcium deposit and therefore you have higher risk of uh, cardiac events. So what this could do is that it could help diagnose people months ahead of time uh, just by uh, going through this system which would be far far uh, better than some of the methods that we have now. I mean some of the it's, it would be incredibly cheap, that would be one thing, and it would be an incredibly simple procedure uh, that you could basically do at any doctor's office, kind of like what you would see at, uh, you know, your doctor's office if they were to take your weight or take your blood pressure, things of that nature. uh, It would be an incredibly simple scan that they could do, and uh, they would then find out if you are uh, calcium positive or calcium negative. Now, just to make things clear, because I think a lot of people would probably jump to the conclusion, well, that I'm just not going to have calcium, and that would kill you, uh, for one. And uh, secondly, your bones would not appreciate that. You have a, a... gland, a organ, we'll call it a gland, uh, that's right around your throat, right around your carotid artery. and this gland is called the parathyroid gland. Parathyroid gland is responsible for controlling calcium in your bloodstream. Now when we're talking about calcium deposits, we're not talking about necessarily that you have high levels of calcium in your bloodstream. What it's actually saying, is that you have deposits in specific areas of your bloodstream, in those coronary arteries that are feeding and moving away from your heart. Uh, So those can be specific for a certain amount of calcium, but your bloodstream can be completely normal in terms of the amount of calcium. So just measuring calcium in general would tell you nothing because this parathyroid gland releases a hormone called parathyroid hormone. (laughs) Uh, not too creative, but that's kind of a good thing in medicine. And this actually allows uh, an interaction with your particular bone cells and also your kidneys uh, to reabsorb uh, calcium through your kidneys. And then of course, to uh, make sure that you are breaking down a certain amount of a hydroxyapatite, which is what your bones are made of. So then you get this release of calcium into your bloodstream because you need a certain amount of calcium in your bloodstream. So your bones, if you stopped consuming calcium, your bones would just get leached for years of their calcium. And then you have osteoporosis when you're 39, <laughs> which would be terrible so uh, don't avoid calcium it's not going to make a difference it's going to have zero impact whatsoever it's not like you're going to have increased risk of these uh, myocardial infarctions Uh, but this system so essentially if you have these plaques like if you have atherosclerosis kind of general like and this would be of course from other things like other things will cause atherosclerosis where you have this plaque buildup in your arteries If you overconsume, if you're obese, I mean, things of that nature, then that's gonna end up leading to this buildup of uh, plaques that eventually start forming. And on those plaques, on top of those plaques, you would have some calcium buildup. And that's, I think, what they're trying to get at. And then with that calcium buildup, it's not necessarily the plaque itself that's dangerous, although it is certainly dangerous itself, but there's usually breakages from a higher point in the vasculature known as a thrombus. And that thrombus will travel until it gets the 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 area that it moves through gets narrower and narrower and narrower as you're getting to a more fine vasculature in your system and then it gets stuck there and then you well everything downstream of that because it's not getting blood flow anymore uh, dies. And that's kind of the issue when it comes to a heart attack. So Just to make sure that we're clear, you avoiding calcium would do nothing, okay? Uh, This is something very specific. That's why I was saying it's more physiology related than necessarily nutrition related. Although, of course, just... Uh, maintaining a good body weight and, you know, all that stuff is, of course, nutrition related. So anyways, I just wanted to introduce that. I thought that was really cool. It's It was presented at the American College of Cardiology. So it is starting to get some notoriety. It's starting to get some uh, some backing behind it. And we'll see where, the, where it goes from here on out. This is kind of the first official uh, notice on this topic. So um, if we learn more, if this turns out to be a thing, we don't know but i think it's really cool and to to know that you you can have this preventative system in a doctor's office that's non-invasive and would be relatively cheap and be able to predict heart attacks i mean that's just that's huge. I mean, that's massive. That would really, really help a lot of physicians, and that would help tons and tons, thousands, millions of people. Okay, hopefully this was informative. Hopefully you found it informative just as I did, and I hope that I have the pleasure of speaking with you in the very next one. Have a good one, guys. See ya.